I think a lot of people talk about politics and the way that they look at how their policies or the way that they think policy should work and track other people's lives. It clearly isn't a real representation because, you know, you get a lot of these so-called social justice warriors who claim that they're trying to help the environment, that they're trying to better people. So that's that's why they voted for Joe Biden, because you know what? We're going to push for new renewable energies. We're going to do this great thing and we're going to save the earth because, you know, what? we have to we have to learn from our previous past mistakes, our own history. Now, sure, if you if you con if you honestly believe in that, sure, I, I you know, what? you can have that opinion. I, I won't disrespect you. But when I hear Democrats specifically now paying for gas in Massachusetts, it's the funniest thing in the world when I'm like, dude, you voted for this. Like people are saying, oh, why are gas prices so high? I, I, I can't believe it. They're, they're literally, it's like 10 cents per week. It's craziness. How? Well, it's not like you didn't hear this and they didn't tell you in your face. You practically voted for that. So when I say people, people really play into like the semantics and they want to and their policies are when they talk about the policies that they support. They're really like, yeah, I want to help people. Sure, yeah. And the reality, once those policies come to be and it affects their own lives, they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's take it a step back. I, I don't know. I don't know too much about this planet. But here in, look at Massachusetts. From September 14th, 2020, it's $2.18. And the highest at the end, almost at the end of the year, in December 14th, it was 221. Now, this it's kind of lower. But you look at slowly what starts to happen. Hmm. So around 2.3 for January 11th. January 18th, 2.4. What? Wait, 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 wait. Why is it, why is it going so much faster? Like, why is it going up? Why in early December is it going up only slightly by the set? But now it starts to seems like it's picking up. It's picking up. It's towards like almost a, cer a certain date or something. And look past January, January 25th, 2.44. February, after a certain somebody cancels a Keystone Pipeline and gets rid of the oil permits in New Mexico, 2.46. Increases to 2.51. Next week, 2.54, 2.63, 2.7. Within a month, it increased by almost 30 cents. Now, to you, if, you, if you're if you so rich and you're in this state and you're like, well, we have to, I don't care about paying gas right now. It's a little more expensive. I, I'm not really suffering. How about, how about, think about the people who, you know, who can't afford that. Who can't afford paying the extra couple bills because it starts adding up. To go fill half my tank, it was $28. And to usually fill my tank, it's around 35 for me. So how can, how can that be? Because as although I'm talking about literally increments here, it truly is. It's starting to get a lot more expensive. And people are starting to notice. But we're, we're getting into a time where inflation seems like it's around the midst. Maybe. Maybe some, some economists are saying that, hey, you know, although we there might be fears, maybe the economy looks like it's getting better. 
there's been this like this whole feeling even though that the media hasn't been telling you this but the, the, generally if you see the markets and the way people are interacting and like what truly if you quote unquote back the science it seems like the attitudes towards going back to normal it seems like it's coming there but what what's happening we're losing the american dollar we're slowly losing our own power and they won't even give you a $15 minimum wage. They won't. They don't. They just want to play with you. They, they, for, for months upon months, and all Joe Biden, all what he would do when he was running, he would say, I will give you this $15 minimum wage. It's by the time that we deserve the $15 minimum wage. Where is it, Joe? Truly so. Because when the Senate, and then they put right on part of the Senate, and they had to take it out of the bill. And they had it on the Senate floor. They couldn't They couldn't pass it through because they couldn't break the parliamentarian rules. When you have Kamala Harris, the president of the Senate, who's VP, all the power, can override it. You still won't give the people 15? Now, many conservatives would say, wait, 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 wait we don't want... Obviously, Christian, don't, don't get too radical. We don't want them to break the whole concept of... We, we want to keep the system integral as... As many Democrats say that they, that's what they quote unquote tried to do. Maybe they are by not breaking the parliamentarian. But when you control all positions of power at the moment, and now we're talking about the judicial branch, but we're talking about mostly like you, you got the House, you got the Senate, you got the presidency. Wouldn't you want something to show up? Because show up, you know, clearly you were the most popular president in the in all American history, Joe Biden, 82 something million voters for you. So clearly, if you're the most popular president, you must help everybody. But instead, what they do is they play semantics. If, hypothetically, they give you the $15 minimum wage, there's many complications. You, you, have, this, you have this feeling of whether or not is your value, is your labor even valued? Now, what do you mean, Christian? My, the money's getting more expensive. I'm getting paid more. Obviously, my, my labor is being more valuable. But get this. What if these big corporations say, oh, well, we don't have to pay. We, oh, well, we have to pay more? Sure. How about we just give you less hours? We could spread it out. So instead, when you were maybe working 40 hours a week on a lesser wage, what if you're working now 30 and a higher? They'll figure it out. They'll know. You don't think that they're doing the math in the background? That's crony cap. It, this is the problem with when you, you have the government interfere with the economy because you're getting rid of the buying power between human beings and their own their own labor. You're strictly, you are alienating it. But the thing is also too, money is an illusion. Money, the federal government can pump in money and create money out of nothing. Almost... 20% of all U.S. dollars were created in 2020. The Federal Reserve has printed unprecedented amounts of money to support the coronavirus-stricken economy. That's sparking debates about inflation and helped assets soar. Data from the Fed shows that a broad measure of stock of dollars, known as M2, rose from $15.34 trillion, which is 11 whatever, at the start of the year to $18.72 trillion in September. That is Th around three point trillion dollar uh three uh three trillion dollars increase for in one year and this article is in 2020 almost in one year it's on the nine months so the increase of 3.38 trillion equates to 18 percent of the total supply of dollars 
it means that almost one in five dollars was created in 2020. M2K includes physical notes and coins, banks reserves, held in the federal, accounts at banks, and money market mutual funds. As narrow measure of money known as the monetary base of MO, which is physical money and bank reserves at the Fed, rose from 3.4 trillion excuse me. 3.44 trillion in January to 4.8 trillion in August, the latest available figure. That is a 28% jump. So the United States government, hypothetically, right? They want to pay you. They want to pay you more money, and they, they're just alluding to you that they're giving you more. They make and control the money supply. Money is supposed to equate to the exchange. If I have apples and someone else has oranges, and I want to give them, and we want to like exchange, we I give him my apple and he give him an orange. But what if the orange man does not want my apples, but I need his oranges? How can I equate my exchange? So what I would do is the dollar. The dollar would give it, or whatever currency, I would use that as an exchange for the value of my labor. But now the U.S. is basically infinitely creating money. And because the U.S. dollar is based off of fiat, it's based in faith in the federal government that you will partake and have confidence within the money in the system and regulation. So they are the ones who set the bar. So they are the ones who are now being able to dictate how much your labor is worth. That's why it's dangerous to have the federal minimum wage. Because if you set this cap, now it stops you to actually bargain. That bargaining power you have is gone. And, and this is the problem with the whole thing with the $15 minimum wage. You got different you got different people in different states. What is it for state I like like New Hampshire, you're paying 1825 18, and I believe it's 1825. I may be wrong. But this is the point. You're paying eighteen twenty-five. If you go and increase to fifteen dollars, how can that be? You're not going to be able to have the employees you have. Imagine your mom and pop shop, right? You're used to having five, uh, uh, six employees, and you're paying them this set wage. Imagine now you have to double the wage that you're paying them, and you're trying to expect. And they're expecting you because you know they 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 need to support their livelihoods. They're expecting you to keep on paying them that new money and give them the same hours. That's not just going to happen. The mom and pop shops won't be able to withstand that. So what they'll do is they'll either tank to the ground or they'll have to lay off people. And what's more beneficial? And if, to be honest, these big companies, the Walmarts, the Targets, all of them, they can truly pay people the $15. That's not, that's not out of question. I know that for a fact. 100%. But imagine... And this is think about this. It's might be even more beneficial for them if you give everybody a fifteen dollar minimum wage, because then they're going to be the ones who control that market. They're allowed because if more people are, if they're able to withstand their company and have more people come in, and all these other mom and pop shops are not able to pay off their workers and they start failing and these companies start failing, where do you think the business is going to go? straight to these companies and, and people now want to tell me oh there's no conglomerate between uh, between big t companies and the government I, I i can't see it i can't believe it but people want to pump and the government wants to pump money into the economy the fed pumps more than three trillion into the economy last year 
A huge growth in the stock dollars reflects the massive interventions in the economy by the Fed, which is in control of the U.S.'s money supply. In the spring, as markets crashed and normal life was paused, it pumped around $3 trillion into the economy. Think about that, $3 trillion. That money that they pumped in, part of that's the, the checks that they were writing out to people. You can't make money up. Oh, well, technically, that's what they're doing. But it's going to have some backdrops. It's going to have some some sort of backlash. You're, why are you seeing inflation in other places? Because truly so. Milk's going up. My friend, Nico, when he was on the podcast the other day, he was talking about how his little breakfast sandwiches are going up. It's not an illusion. Now, now you're going to get these partisan economists... Because that's what it is. It truly is now. Now you can't even separate your profession to what you will uh, into your own biases now. That, that's what the world has come to. And you get them from both sides saying, oh, we're either going to fail, we're going to close. But think about this logically. Even if these were, no, sorry. The economy is going to go do better no matter what. Once we get out of these lockdowns, the conditions and most people are working, obviously the economy is going to rise up. But at what state is it going to be? Are we holding ourselves back? Or are we actually benefiting on our, uh, benefiting ourselves? And like, don't, don't get me wrong. The people in this country need that money. Man, now I might argue about where it's being distributed between the bill. Because most of these, uh, these COVID bills haven't actually had everything that designates straight to the American people. And the money's not going directly to the American people. It's to our infrastructure. It's to foreign aid. It's to everything else. The pork in the bill. That it, and this is where they say American Rescue Plan or the American First. But like, come on. If you're actually going to... Don't lie to people. Just say it's, it's just, just a COVID bill. Or it's just a... Not even COVID. It's just a bill. That you're just throwing stuff in and then you're just replacing it. People obviously need this money, and people are struggling and suffering. I feel bad for them, but also at the same time, you vote for that. The you vote for that. You live in these areas, and now I'm not. I'm not going to say you don't need help. That's your fault that you live in these areas. It's boohoo. But realize what's going on and what grip they have upon you, because they can play these games with you. They can say, "Oh, we're going to fight for you. We're trying to get your money." And you know what? What's the biggest misinformation in the world? Where's my two thousand dollar check? Now I'm getting a $1,400 check? That is misinformation. I was told that on day one, Biden would give me a $2,000 check. That is not, and now they're trying to say, well, you got the $600, Christian. Obviously, you, you're, you, the 600 plus the 1400 No, 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 no. And we're going to play hardball before, we're going to play hardball now. I was promised a $2,000 check. It was supposed to be in total then. $2,600 that the government gave me. And to be honest, with the government's money, what they're giving me is my own taxpayer dollars. So it's my money. Or the money that they're making up. But these are all the problems. And you know what? If, if you're really, like, listening to this for a first time in, like, for my podcast or, like, this, uh, this show here, we're going really in-depth into why the whys. Because there's certain questions that you have to ask. And I don't have all the answers. I'm just telling you what what is what it is or what's going on. Because there's truly not enough money in the bill for the American people. It's it's like, like I mentioned in my other podcast before, one's going to a bridge from New York to Canada. Like really? Right now? In a pandemic? You know? Like I I get obviously we have to benefit our infrastructure. But you don't put it in a COVID bill. 
And I guess that's what people don't understand when I start like criticizing. So on the House on Wednesday, approved President Biden sweeping 1.9 COVID-19 relief package in a starkly partisan 2020-2011 vote. Sorry, 220-211 vote, setting the legislation to the White House and clinching Democrats' first big legislative victory in the Biden era. No Republican lawmakers backed the legislation, which will become law as much of the Moore Nation marks one year of lockdowns from the COVID-19 era. Just one Democratic representative, Jared Goldman, Maine, opposed the measure. Biden was also said he was to sign the measure as soon as it reaches his desk, with the White House saying he's expected to sign it on Friday. The president is set to address the nation Thursday, even in the cor- on the coronavirus pandemic. The legislation was approved amid a wave of good news in the economy and the battle against the coronavirus. After year masks and social distancing, political fights over those restrictions to life, nearly 20% of the country's population has now had at least one dose of the vaccine, which is a very good thing, guys. If, we, if we're actually going to push for herd immunity, a lot of people need to get this vaccine. I, I don't think you should be scared. To be honest, there's so much more benefit. There's benefit. Yes, there might be risk. And I know a lot of people say there might be risk. We, there's so many vaccines or medicine that they were called back. But then think about it. What this like, what's the greater risk? What which one are you more afraid of? And to be honest, COVID's probably more threatening. And like, look at the long effects it's having on certain people. Like now people who have problems with their lungs and albeit it's not everybody. But come on, like. Put more faith. But the problem is, too, you got it in the summer where you got Andrew Cuomo or Lori Lightfoot or, or like the Democratic, specific Democratic governors. I'm going to call them out where they say, oh, I'm going to have my own my own team in the in our state to designate the, and see what the vaccine, whether it's good enough, because I don't trust it. Well, that's really helping all the people that live in your state build some sort of confidence. You know, it's called leadership, right? We have to put more pressure on on focus on good leadership. Right, guys? So 20% of the country's population has now had at least one dose of vaccine and Biden on Wednesday set to announce a new deal that was result in the delivery of 100 million more doses of the one-shot Johnson Johnson vaccine. Biden has said that the U.S. will have enough vaccine for every U.S. adult by the end of May and Democrats are hoping that the new relief will give them a boost as they seek to show voters they can govern. Polls have shown the measure, which will provide 1,400 checks to mil. uh, 1,400 checks to millions of qualifying households is broadly popular. Unlike previous relief measures enacted last year, Democrats opted this time to forego attempts to negotiate with Republicans and push the relief package through Congress along party lines using the budget reconciliation process that allowed them to evade a Senate GOP filibuster. The filibuster that they used in the past when Republicans uh, controlled the Senate and now that they want to get rid of the filibuster. So now I know I made a stance of saying, hey, if you're in all positions of power, right, and you've been complaining about the Republicans doing this, 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 then actually show what's up. But now you're, you, you know, when you're not in position, when you are in a position of power, it, you protected the filibuster and you said, oh, we need this. And when people criticized it and wanted to lower the amount that you needed for a simple majority, then you back up because you realize that will actually take away your power. It's very hypocritical, guys. But Democrats think Republicans will pay for their opposition to the popular bill. They argue Wednesday that Republicans in the House would oppose anything Biden proposed. And now the president's different, and we don't want to give him any credit. And we're going to cut those the nose off of the people who spit off the face of America, House Majority Leader Steenier Hone. See, this is the rhetoric they're going to push. It's honestly, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just straight garbage. It's not really worth ever reading, like, 
to the point of what they're truly saying or like quotes from these senators because they're just going to play some stupid little line that the party wants them to push like some sort of their mainstream ideas and then they are going to demonize one side of the aisle and i know republicans do the same but to be honest stop pushing these semantics explain to the people why you think your your way is the right way and give it to the reason why they don't believe in that like don't 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 frame it just tell it for what you it is why you believe this give me the why's and then let let me hear what the republican or the one who you don't believe uh i think agree with understand their why's i tell people if you don't know the other side of the conversation and what they're arguing against or arguing about and opposed to what you believe then truly you're not one you're not ready to listen and two you don't you don't know anything. You just oh, are you're just honestly being biased and tunnel vision and looking one way. So Senate centrists pushed a number of key changes to the House passed bill in frustration of progressives, including keeping the weekly unemployment insurance supplement payments at the current three hundred instead of increasing them to four hundred as the under the initial House bill. And you know, guys, when I talk about part the parties, right? When Democrats are now splitting, now they're calling moderate Democrats centrists. This is the rebranding. This is the. This is what I'm saying. That there's a new coalition of the Democrats now. It's growing. This progressiveness. So unemployment insurance payments will run through September 6th, and up to 10,200 of benefits will be exempt from taxes. The operation for Senator Joe Mockin of um, and other senators scuttled the language for the $15 minimum wage, as it did a negative ruling from the Senate parliamentarian. Changes made by the Senate also lowered the income eligibility of stimulus checks, including making seventy-five thousand or less will still qualify for the full fourteen hundred, but the payments will phase out for people making up to eight thousand eighty thousand. Under the two previous rounds of stimulus checks, individuals making between six seventy-five thousand and hundred thousand were still eligible for partial payments. And I don't understand that. How if you're making that much money, how can you expect or think you deserve a check? This is for to be for the people that actually need it. Not for people who can benefit off of it. And, like, you're just giving money to people to get rich off of or just to sit on it. And you're just you're saying, yes, you're trying, uh, all people are, are, are suffering in a certain way, right? But then look at the people who actually need it and you can actually benefit those people more. It, that, but that's more on my side, my opinion. Well, while the stimulus checks and unemployment insurance boosts are temporary measures, some Democrats are already discussing making the bill's expansion of the child tax credit a permanent change as a way to reduce child poverty. The package increases a child tax credit to 3000 per child or 3600 for children under the age of 6. The expansion of the child tax credit only runs into next year, meaning that Congress would would have to renew it. And I, you know what? I actually... Good job, guys. Good job, Democrats. I'm, I'm proud of you. There's actually some good things on this bill. Like I told the other day with the ACA, changing it so that... I believe it started fifty two thousand. If you're in if you make more than fifty two thousand, you have to and you want the government ACA, like the government insurance, you have to pay full price. But if you make less than I believe nineteen grand, you don't pay at all. And then if you're between nineteen grand and the fifty two, depending on where you are in between those two um just two income ranges, you pay a certain rate for the health care. So say for example you're at 32 maybe you pay 40 uh if you make 32k a year maybe you pay 60% of the full price of healthcare of the government healthcare. So that's actually a good thing. So good job Democrats. I'm actually proud. So the funding ranges for more than 125 billion to help K12 schools reopen for in-class person 
in-person classes, which is $48 billion for COVID-19 testing and tracing, $7.5 billion for the centers of uh, the CDC vaccine distribution efforts, $21.5 billion for rental assistance, $30 billion for local subway and bus systems, and $8 billion for airports that face drastically reduced demand as fewer people travel regularly, and $28.6 billion for the restaurant industry. Now, I'm glad that you're benefiting the restaurant industry, but look at this. Airports, local bus subways and bus systems, rental assistance. It's already $21.5 billion, $30 billion, $8 billion. But you only put $7.5 billion to help for vaccine distribution efforts? Like, are you serious? This is what I'm saying. Is this truly a COVID bill? I know there's, obviously, there's good aspects in this bill. But put more money into the American people. Literally, please. Golden, a centrist who represents a swing district in the House, said he disagreed with some of the changes made by the Senate, like the $15 minimum wage and unemployment insurance benefits. While the Senate made modest changes to the legislation, some of these changes undermined the parts of the bill I do support and others were insufficient to address my concerns with the overall size and scope of the bill. So now, good thing you're actually getting some Democrats. They were saying, wait, 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 wait a minute. Although they didn't have any backbone to vote against it, some... You, you do see this where I'm saying there's a tear like, or there's a certain split where a lot of Democrats, not a lot, but a good portion. There's a group among that do not believe in this over excessive bill, not over excessive mean we don't have to help people, but the, the amount of what's in the bill and who is it directly benefiting. Republicans dismissed the package over, as an overly partisan and full of provisions that weren't necessary for defeating the pandemic. For example, they pointed out to the $270 million for the National Endowments for Arts and Humanities, which was also included to help arts and cultural organizations grapple the layoffs and budget cuts caused by the pandemic. Let's be clear, this isn't a rescue bill. It isn't a relief bill. It's a laundry list of left-wing priorities that predate the pandemic and do not meet the needs of the American people, said House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. On Wednesday's vote was slightly delayed by Major Majority Taylor Green, forcing an unexpected vote on a motion to adjourn. A daily tactic she has turned to almost daily in recent days since Democrats and Republicans voted to boot her from the committees last month. And now you're getting actually a lot of Republicans being angered with Majority Green. And this is also, again, the split between the Republican Party where you have these high-end polar extremists in my say, because it truly is. Taylor Green, she's kind of crazy. If you look at the QAnon things she supports, I, I completely denounce QAnon. And the tweets that she had, some of them, although she has free speech, it's just like, wow, you really sit there and think, like, this is... This is someone who represents us as a unit in the United States. Now they try to vote to strip out for powers, and you know Donald Trump. He said on CPAC he wants to unite the party. Maybe this is you will see Republicans saying no, 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 and outcast her. But this is honestly, Majority Green, you're not helping anybody. Your, your political stunt is, or stunts that you have been doing, to be honest, are just distracting people specifically on the left who criticize and look at republicans and not actually ask the whys of to why they vote some way and just get demonized or looked at by the by corporate media as painted in some way you're just fitting into that stereotype majority true uh, truly you are some democrats predicted that republicans voting against the bill would eventually try to take credit for the aid to their communities and something Pelosi had floated on tuesday i quite frankly think it's unconscionable to that they're doing everything they can to try to do it again delay getting aid to the people including their constituents who are in desperate need and i have a prediction 
the same people that are objecting and trying to delay this process will be the first ones in line to the press conferences to announce the money for their cities and towns and struggling families. House Rules Committee Chairman Jim McGovern of, of Massachusetts. Oh, I don't even know who you are, buddy. And maybe that's bad on me, but like, honestly, are you kidding me? They withheld trying to get aid because of an election. They were complaining for months, even in the summer, for a new COVID stimulus bill that people needed. And by the time when things were getting better and most of people were getting out of unemployment, they gave you a COVID bill after the election? You don't think that's actually politically timed? Come on, guys. And it's just, just like, I, I don't know how many. They literally just do it to you in front of your face. There's so many examples where there's politicians in general, doesn't matter what side. They're honestly, they don't want to support you. And the media is not calling them out for their bullcrap. Because frankly so, you see this partisanship between both sides. And there's a lot of everyday people that, this is not, not, not the politicians, like the media's and news, that are actually come to agreements more of like what the problem is in society. It's just they have a different way of going about it. We just have extremists and clowns that are claimed to be our politicians to help us who are in charge and making a fool of out of our country. It truly is that way. But hopefully this COVID bill and the people who truly need it in those 1,400 checks, which are not the 2,000 child checks, actually benefit those who needed it. But you could have done a lot more. And you have all the power. Remember that. You truly could have done a lot more. But you thought that your own agendas were more important than the American people. And that's what I got to say today, guys. Thank you and have a great day.